0: Going A's fans, and also hello to friends and family members whose phones I stole over the holidays to subscribe to this podcast. I am noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and you are listening to the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is the first ever episode of Locked On A's, so sub- hit subscribe, have some fun, follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked On A's on Twitter. I am at by Jason B on Twitter uh we're gonna be doing you know mailbags and stuff so definitely reach out to us on there send us a dm tag us do whatever you want to do we'll talk some baseball and you know uh have some conversations it'll be a good time um i just want to go over the schedule real quick for the off season we're gonna be doing two episodes a week two uh and then once spring training hits we're gonna be doing you know the full slate of five for your workday commutes and covering all the a's news analysis roster moves all that stuff uh spring training all kick into gear and we'll have an idea you know what's going to happen for opening day so today let's take a look at what that opening day roster could look like uh we'll go over the subtractions first so let's start with that and then we'll do additions a little bit after that uh blake trinan is obviously the biggest subtraction from the team uh 2018 version of blake trinan would be a huge subtraction from the team but 2019 version might be okay uh he struggled last year his walk rate went up to 5.7 per nine his k rate went down from 11.2 to 9.1 and uh he had close to a 5 era so he wasn't super effective yeah after being you know one of the game's best closers oh the game's best closer in 2018 and one of the best you know relievers of all time in 2018 but uh he was projected to get 8 million dollars from mlb trade rumors through arbitration And the A's just figured that was too much to take a big gamble on. And uh, he ended up signing with the Dodgers for one year and $10 million, holding out for that Jim Johnson money. So uh, he's gone. And, uh, you know, wish him the best. Seems like a cool dude. And uh, go kick some butt in in Los Angeles, you know, facing the Giants and other teams. Um, The other – we have two more subtractions. One of them was Darrell Cotton. He had Tommy John surgery in spring of 18, you know, right after A.J. Puck went down. But uh, unlike Puck, he has not returned to an MLB mound. Um, And, you know, he had that big breakout in 2016 where it was like, oh, he might be really good. And then he kind of stunk in 2017. He had a 1-4 whip and a uh, over-5 ERA. Um, So it it made sense that they DFA'd him and then later traded him to the Cubs. So he is no longer part of the uh, ace depth in the rotation. But they got a bunch of guys that you know could fill in that spot. No, no biggie. Um, and then you got Jerks and Profar. He was traded to San Diego for Austin Allen, uh, catcher Austin Allen, and Buddy Reed. He had a uh, two eighteen and had a three oh one on base last year, and he, had, he also had the yips. So, you know, you couple a you know, he had a little bit of pop in his bat, but you know, other than that, wasn't super uh, effective for the team. So you couple the yips with. Uh, crappy bat let's go with and uh you ended up getting traded to san diego so we'll we'll see what the return you know ends up being you know how they end up playing out for the club uh austin allen has a decent shot at making the opening day roster as the backup catcher or you know platoon partner for sean murphy who's a right-handed bat austin allen is a lefty he's gonna have a little bit of competition i think because uh they also, the A's in the offseason also added Jonah Heim to the 40 man roster. And while he hasn't played a ton in AAA, uh, or, you know, and none in the majors, Austin Allen and Sean Murphy aren't necessarily, you know, the savvy veteran presence behind the dish. So, if it, it basically the way that I see it shaken out is <clears throat> if Austin Allen's bat, which is his best tool, is not showing up in spring training and Jonah Heim is, you know, keeping pace with him. As the better defensive catcher, Jonahime could get a shot. He might also, you know, get some seasoning in AAA before getting the actual call, um, if he gets to call it all this year. But the A's have, you know, goal Glover at third, goal Glover at first, uh, goal Glove candidate at short, and we'll see about second base. But you know they've got some gloves on the infield that. You know, really solidify the defense, and then, you know, you got Ramon Laureano just shagging balls and, you know, throwing fools out in center, or right wherever you want to play them, and, uh, you know, so it looks like they're going defense-heavy, and that could open the door for Jonah Heim. Also, uh, Jonah Heim has been with the club for a couple of years uh, after he came over in the Joey Wendell deal, so he might have the inside track because he's worked with some of these pitchers before, and that... That could actually pay huge dividends to him making the opening day roster. But uh, I think Austin Allen is probably the safe bet for now. But he struggled uh, when he was up with San Diego last year. He hit terribly. He was not great last year. I think he hit like 215 in a handful of games. So uh, so that's that. Uh, the other return that they got was Buddy Reed. Superb outfielder from what I've read. Uh, he has plus plus speed and pretty good arm. Or not pretty good. He has a plus arm, so decent. Great. He has a he can throw. He can throw the balls. So uh, I mean, he's not going to make the opening day roster. Obviously, he can't really hit. So he'd be a defensive replacement. Basically, I kind of picture uh, Jake Marisnik type, um, but without a bat in his hands. So. Let, let me look up Jake Marisnyk's stats real quick. Oh, no, no, no. He, he's Jake Marisnyk. Jake Marisnyk apparently also can't hit. So we got Jake Marisnyk. So that's fun. Obviously, he can be better than Jake Marisnyk given time and, you know, some coaching and whatnot. Uh, or he could just be Jake Marisnyk or Manny Margot or any other superb outfielder who can't hit. But uh, the way that I see this shaken out potentially is, uh, you know, we got the 26th guys on the roster coming into this year that's one more than last year so that's probably going to go to second base uh you know to start the season but by august let's say that should be sorted out and uh that spot could be open either for another bullpen arm or maybe a defensive replacement where you put pair uh, buddy reed and ramon loriano together and then holy crap that outfield defense! could be fantastic and then you could you know Piscotti or canna or grossman or whoever you want to throw you know in the other spot depending on where laureano is playing uh it could be right left probably right so you know let's th- let's let's say grossman's and left it's a pretty solid defense all the way around the diamond so uh that's something to look forward to and uh for a potential playoff run you're not gonna be giving up runs on on defense and uh so at that point, all you really got to do is, you know, stay away from high fastballs away and then you're not giving up home runs and all of a sudden you're not allowing any runs in the playoffs and you're a dominant staff and that would be super fun to watch because uh, it's kind of hard to lose when you don't give up any runs. So real quick, I just want to, you know, pause for a second and uh, tell you a little bit more about the Locked On Podcast Network. We are a daily podcast and uh, we cover all the teams. So, you know, the Bay Area has a bunch of teams. If you're looking forward to a Niners playoff run, you can, you know, go check out Locked On Niners. You got uh the Locked On Raiders podcast if you want to, you know, hear about them moving to Vegas. There's also uh the brand new Locked On Sharks podcast, there's a stupid Locked On Giants podcast. The host is lovely, but the Giants are stupid. Um so yeah, go check those out. You got Niners, Raiders, Sharks, Stupid Giants. Uh give them a shot, hit subscribe to, uh, you know, us first, hopefully. And then uh head on over to any one of those and you know, get your sports fix from Locked On. Okay, so now we're back talking about the A's. Um, there's there's an elephant in the room. I I would say you got a you got second base. It's a hole right now. Uh, you, maybe they'll go get Jed Lowry for you know the tenth time. How many times has he been on the team? It's been a bunch. But uh, the likelihood that he gets traded, especially with the price tag that goes with it, probably not super high. At, at least during spring. Maybe you know if. There's an injury or something else happens where, you know, money frees up. I don't know. Then maybe they go after Jed Lowry. But I'm not holding my breath because they got four in-house options. And speaking of options, two of those guys do not have any. So uh, they're going to have to figure out what to do with Jorge Mateo and Franklin Barreto. Uh, My guess is one of them makes the team, the other one gets traded. And let's go into some analysis and you can figure out which one's which. So uh, first off, we're gonna start with the Rule Five draft pick that they had back in December. It's uh, Vumial Machin. He is 26. He's he can you know play all over the diamond. Uh, I think at the end of last year in double tri- A, sorry, he uh, he played every position but pitcher. So you know he he can do it. Uh, how good is his defense? Not sure. Haven't seen him play. But uh, he's great with the bat. He hit. Uh, he's destroying Winter League right now. Uh, he. Last year, walked more than he struck out, and even in a brief stint like 15 games in AAA, he, you know, had like seven to six or something like that. It, it wasn't a wide margin, but, uh, you know, even when he was first experiencing AAA, he, you know, held his own, so that was uh, that was positive. So we'll see how much playing time he gets when he, you know, makes the team because he has to, because that's how Rule Five picks work. You, uh, the player has to stay on the. Uh, 26 man roster now for the entire season or else they get uh, sent back to the team that they were drafted from. So in this case, I believe that is the Cubs. Uh he was drafted by the Phillies from the Cubs and then traded to the A's. So I think he goes back to the Cubs if I'm not mistaken. Um and so that's how that would all work. So Machina is going to make the team unless he's hurt or, you know, he's utterly terrible and judging by, you know, his profile, he's probably not going to be utterly terrible. So He's going to be on the team and he's a lefty bat which you know the a's are definitely trying to get more lefties in the lineup so uh then you got sheldon noisy who we've seen he's got a you know a decent hit tool he struggled a little bit last year i think he hit 240 uh in his big league stint but you know he can play uh second third probably some first uh you might be able to throw him in left field if you want to uh not sure how great he would be out there but uh you know he's a little versatile as well uh he Played above-average defense in his limited innings, like just over 100 innings at second base last year, so that's a plus on his side, uh, but he does also have options, so that means he could be sent to the minors and they wouldn't have to risk losing him, so likelihood that uh, Noisy is going to make the team, not super high, unless he's just completely, you know, raking, um, <clears throat> but, you know, Jorge Mateo and Franklin Bretta were the, the main two that we got to worry about, because... One of them's gonna be gone most likely. I mean, or you could you know try and pass them through waivers and get them to triple a that away but uh i I think that some team out there, the Tigers, you know the rebuilding tigers, the rebuilding Marlins, the rebuilding Orioles, somebody's gonna take a chance on them uh, on one of these guys if they get uh, you know subjected to waivers. so you know they gotta make the team or get traded is basically what we're boiling it down to. sorry, me to keep repeating that. One of these guys is, he, is he probably going to be traded. So you got Jorge Mateo. He's super speedy. He can play a bunch of different positions. He's bu- he's done uh, just second base and shortstop in his time with the A's. But he played some uh, some outfield when he was in the Yankees farm system. So that's a plus. Uh, he's got a pretty decent glove, and you know he broke out at the plate last year with uh, AAA. I believe he hit like 289. He hit uh, 19 bombs, which was uh, outlandish considering that he hit three the previous year so uh thank you juice ball for those 19 bombs um whether or not you know that power is for real is we, we have to wait and see because those balls were ridiculously juice last year uh it, at both the major league and triple a level level so um but you know he, he had a speed game and that's something that I would love to see the ace have, just like a speedy guy that, you know, I mean, they got L'Oreano who's nice and speedy. But get a couple of those guys on the base pass, you know, create some havoc. Go old school a little bit. I, I'm here for it. And then have them just pimp the shit out of home runs. I swore, and I'm sorry, uh, beep. Yeah, there you go. It was delayed, but whatever. And then there's Frank Barreto for... My money, he is the most likely trade candidate because he is probably at the bottom of the four-man totem pole for uh, second base. Just because, I mean, he's got the highest ceiling out of everybody, but uh, he had a negative two WRC plus last year in his time in the majors, and uh, that wasn't great. And he just hasn't shown us anything at the dish or really in the field Uh, in all of his opportunities in the big leagues. He strikes out a whole ton, and... uh, I think that he needs a change of scenery, and I hate to say that because, you know, I've been holding on to Franklin Barreto is going to save the Josh Donaldson deal, but it's not going to happen. That was a, kind of a bad deal. Let's say it was a bad deal and uh, move on from ever talking about that again. So, I mean, we'll see how he does in the spring, but uh, right now my money is on Barreto probably getting moved for a lower-level prospect uh, and see how that shapes up later on. So finally, I just want to talk about a couple of the minor league signings that caught my eye and also one waiver claim. Uh, The waiver claim happened right after the offseason began. The A's claimed uh, TJ McFarland, a lefty from Arizona off of waivers. He basically sucked at home. He had a 604 home ERA and a 358 road ERA. So you can kind of see what the A's are thinking right there. And since he was claimed so early off, you know, early in the offseason off of waivers, um, you, you see that they're they're excited by him. I I would imagine, uh, if you replace you know his 604 ERA with you know a Coliseum friendly 4-2 or something like that, he's a decent lefty out of the bullpen. He's you know unspectacular, but you know he could pay big dividends for him, uh, as you know another left-handed option, and maybe we'll see Luzardo or Puck pitching out of the uh. Out of the bullpen a little bit as the a's try to limit their innings but you know they're gonna have some lefty options which is going to be nice to see um and should help them get us in tough jams so that's that the couple of minor league signings that i found interesting were uh they got jaime schultz it could be jamie i've heard it pronounced jamie but it's spelled jaime so i'm gonna go with jaime uh jaime schultz he's a ready reliever he pitched with Tampa bay and uh, the los angeles dodgers the past couple of years um he has a high k rate high walk rate so you know he's one of those fix them guys and if the a's can fix him, he can strike out a whole bunch of guys and that would be lovely he's uh, sits in the mid 90s with his fastball has a hard uh slider cutter it they uh, depending on which source you go to is whether he has a slider or cutter but uh you know i'd like to see what he can do he could also you know he, he had like uh, three experiences with the Dodgers last year and got blown up in the third one and never made it back to the majors. So we'll see how he goes. But, you know, just being with Tampa and Los Angeles last two years shows that he has some promise. He just got to unlock the potential. And that's, you know, what I'm hoping to see from him. Uh, the other one that in that similar vein is another righty reliever, uh, former Giants prospect Ian Gardek. He uh, had Tommy John surgery, missed some time. He's been recovery from, recovering from injury. Uh, what did he do last year? He, two, 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 he pitched 22 and two-thirds innings and had a o. thirty-eight ERA with a 0.63 whip and a 10.65 K per nine. Um, so, I mean, he hasn't pitched a ton of innings the last few years. But you could see where you know the thinking is, again, if he stays healthy, he could be a huge huge addition to the ace bullpen later on in the season like come june or something like that um he's probably going to start in midland or vegas depending on you know how how hard they want to push him but it probably my my guess would be midland for you know the first couple of weeks uh and if he's you know get his feet under him a little bit and then start to challenge him a little bit but uh that, that's my guess but we'll see uh I, I would like to see both of those guys in the bullpen but you still got you know Joaquin Soriano, use Mario Petit, who is fantastic. Uh, there, there's a lot of options in the bullpen currently, but if those guys start to falter, there's reinforcements that could be ready on the way. All right, and then the uh, the last minor league signing that I saw was uh, Ryan Goins. He was with the White Sox last year. He's been around forever. Uh, you probably know him as a Toronto Blue Jay from one of those years in the two thousand tens, twenty tens. What do we call those? The tens? Whatever um he is probably not going to make the opening day squad and he's definitely more so of a depth option utility guy but uh what one, one thing that the ace probably saw in him last year is that he tripled his walk rate from 3.3 to 10.4 last year and you know he's a utility guy he's a veteran presence think of him like nick punto he, he we got nick punto in a reserve so that's kind of nice uh So we'll see how you know Ryan Goins goes and all these other guys go and see how the roster shapes up uh, come spring training. But uh, as of January 1st, also Happy New Year. Side note, I began recording this uh, a couple days before New Year's, and then uh, my back went out, so I stopped. So that's why there's no Happy New Year at the beginning. I'll say it now. Happy New Year, everybody. So that's where we're going to end up with this first episode of uh, Locked on A's. Uh, If you like the podcast... Reach out to me, tell me what you like. If you don't like the podcast, do the same thing. Uh, I am at by Jason B. We are also on uh, Twitter at Locked on A's. Uh Feel free to reach out to me on either of those. DM me, tweet at me, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm open to plenty of feedback. This is going to be a work in progress. Uh, I am very new to podcasting and editing and all that stuff. Maybe you heard my heater in the back. I tried to limit it, but uh, it's cold in San Francisco where I live. And uh, I had to stay warm so I could, you know, speak well and whatnot so leave us a review if you liked it if you didn't like it let me know what you didn't like about it and uh give it a listen in a couple of weeks and you know i'll, I'll have fixed everything and hopefully it'll be a much better podcast as uh, as we record more of these episodes so uh i will talk with you guys soon go ways and uh go ahead and go out there and celebrate good times